Bible Speaks with Audley McLean. The Bible Speaks is a weekly ministry of Harvest International. Our prayer is that the Bible Speaks will encourage you in your study of God's Word. You will be able to contact Audley at the address given at the end of this broadcast. And now, here's Audley. To any newcomers to our broadcast today, welcome, welcome, welcome. It is a joy, a privilege of mine to open the Word of God. And remind you that God loves you. That God made a provision for you in the person of his son, Jesus Christ. I don't have a new message. It's the same old message that saved me when I was a teenager. And with all its bumps and ups and downs, has kept me anchored in Jesus. A few weeks ago, we left off talking about the questions Jesus asked. We're not done, and we'll get back to them time and time again, because they're so full of intrigue. They do take us so far into the heart of God. The last time we looked at a question that Jesus asked, it was from John's Gospel, chapter 21. And there we heard him ask Peter, do you love me? We're going to read a portion of that scripture today, but before we do, may I join you and will you join me in prayer? I believe there are people in the radio audience who would like to pray about a particular need and some who would like to pray for this broadcast. So together today, let us approach the throne of grace. Our heavenly Father, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth the way it's done in heaven. Help us to acknowledge our daily bread. And for those who are without, O God, supply their need, we pray. May our corporate prayer bring results that are identifiable. And Lord, where you intentionally want us to wait, give us the faith and the patience till heaven opens and you grant us your blessing. May these moments on the broadcast be a blessing and they bring glory to your matchless name. Amen. We talked about that uh, encounter with Peter. Just a little recap. In John's Gospel, chapter 21, it begins that Peter, the leader of the group, clearly said, let's go fishing. Remember, this is soon after the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. Now, I'm not going to pretend I know the underbelly of what they ought to have done. As I thought about this message, message and this passage, I wondered, could it be that Jesus had instructed the disciples 
to meet him at a certain point? Could it be he had given them assignment for that evening and they were reneging on it? Notice not all of the twelve or eleven apostles were there. John accounts for seven and Peter says, let's go fishing. Now, we don't know, like I said, whether it was against the will of the Lord Jesus and something different was planned for them, but they went out. And so I'm going to take the liberty of drawing a picture of you and of me being instructed of God in his word. He has placed it in your heart. It's clear, but for whatever reason, we want to avoid the assignment. And it may not be a costly one or a big one. It may be simply to call up the neighbor next door to invite them to hear the truth of the gospel or to go over and visit with them or to make a cup of tea and invite them over. I don't know what that instruction is, but somebody listening can identify their struggle with what you know is a clear command from God. Whatever the circumstances, Peter says, let's go fishing. That's something they knew. They knew the water. They knew the fishing conditions. And the Bible says all night they caught nothing. Not just a few, but nothing. And that was so out of character for these trained fishermen to have experienced. It was a failed adventure, a fruitless adventure. And I'm sure when morning came and there was nothing, it was a frustrating experience. And then came Jesus. They recognized Jesus on the shore. That makes me again raise the question, did Jesus intend for them to meet him somewhere? and they were in the wrong place, I suggest to you the possibility existed some pastor, some teacher, some parent, some student, somebody to whom I'm speaking today is wandering away from the call of God because you want to fall back into what is easy and doesn't demand any challenge doesn't require any exercise of faith or little exercise of faith. Why do you speak like that, Audley? Somebody's asking, because I've been there. I know how it works. And we excuse ourselves. We go off and do our own thing. And sometimes the success of it pulls us more deeply in away from the will of God. I am suggesting to you that for each of us, God has a plan, a program. And if you have been called of God for Project A and you are in Project B, I am urging you to listen again, to go back and say, yes, here I am. You see, not everything everybody else does is okay for me. Not everything that every other Christian does is okay for you. And I am of the opinion that that night, Jesus didn't intend for them to go fishing, but they went. Then came the morning of frustration. 
Maybe I'm talking to somebody now who is going through that period of frustration. It's so hard to go back and start over. My friend Jesus is a start over Jesus. Then they come to the shore. Not only is the gracious Lord Jesus receiving them, he has food on the fire for them already. The fireside meeting takes place. The fireside reassurance is given to them. And then he asks them, where are their fish? And the embarrassing moments of frustration lead over. Lord, we haven't got anything. Then Jesus tells these fishermen, these experienced men of the lake, to put the net on the other side. The wrong side. The wrong side for the fishermen, but the right side for God Almighty. God, who was in Jesus Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, has spoken. And when he speaks, we ought to listen. It doesn't matter what the world says. It doesn't matter what the circumstances dictate. It's Jesus. And he is in control. The fireside reassurance comes. And their hearts are made glad because the catch on the wrong side of the boat was more than they could handle. My God is a God of an exceeding abundance. And, you know, he's a God of now. He's a God of a right now. But somebody has well said, but he works out his purposes in the processes of time. God's time for you is what you need to wait upon him for. Don't wait after he said go. Don't hide behind the barrel that you're waiting upon God. If God has said go, go. Trust him. He's going to supply your need along the way, whatever it is, emotional, physical, financial. God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think. So they came to the seashore, as we know, and then he singles out Peter. He singles out the ringleader. Not because he wanted to embarrass him, but because he wanted to reassure him. Peter, the man who had promised to die with Jesus, but denied him three times, was asked three times in this passage, Peter, do you love me? We covered that in the past, but again, let me repeat that. Jesus said to him, in the Greek word, meaning, do you love me with all your heart, the kind of love that you'd die for? And Peter answered with a less complete love, but he answered. And he answered the same thing three times. And I think there's a lesson there. The Lord will take you from where you are. If your heart is open, if you are willing, you I think Peter was saying a sense of fear I can't love like Jesus' love. I want to, Lord. You know the degree of the love I can. But Jesus didn't allow that to stop him from giving Peter a big job to feed his sheep, to feed his lambs. And Peter takes the job seriously. And the next time we hear from Peter, he's on the day of Pentecost preaching sermon like no other. And from then on, he took off and he was identified with Jesus in his sufferings. 
And they locked him up and told him, don't speak again in the name of Jesus. And Peter gets released from prison and he goes right back out and he speaks in the name of Jesus. For he says in Acts chapter 4 verse 12, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Peter was no fading flower. Peter was aggressive, perhaps impetuous, but he had made a bond with Jesus and he loved him. I am expecting somebody in the audience today to write and tell me oddly, I expressed my love for Jesus and today I meant to give it all to him. I am willing to go where he wants me to go. I am willing to be what he wants me to be. I am his servant come hell or high water. For in this world, we are going to have a touch of hellish water. We're going to have tribulation. But Jesus said, don't be concerned. Be of good courage. I have overcome the world. And so I'm wanting today to ask some adventurer, some Peter, some of those who followed with him, listen to Jesus. Listen to Jesus. If you've made a decision to follow Jesus, we would love to hear from you. Write to the address Ed will give at the end of the broadcast. Till next week at the same time, I am praying for you. Let's pray one for the other. God bless you. God bless you abundantly. Amen. I've wandered far away from God. This program is cared for by listeners who care. Your prayers and financial investment in this ministry helps to keep the good news on the air. We look forward to hearing from you and invite you to write us at Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478. Again, that's Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478.